We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause it's the nose blank. Hello, welcome, and thank you for listening to this genre fluid podcast that doesn't know if it's a talk show or a game show or whatever. I'm Kristen Key. I'm your host. I'm a comedian, a musician, and um, I'm cutting my own hair now. So this week, super exciting. A really good friend of mine and a comedian. Before we get to her, hey, take a second to like and subscribe to this podcast. And while you're at it, find me online at kristenkey.com and like and subscribe to all of my social media stuff. Then we'll all be friends and you'll find out about all the fun stuff that I have coming up. Now, my guest this week, she is a hilarious comedian. She's a writer. She's the host of the podcast Sports Without Balls. And she's a sports expert. So, hey, computer lady. Play that interview with Aaron Foley. Playing interview with Aaron Foley. Hi. Hey, how's life? So sorry. I had like a calm week and today was so frantic and I'm trying to suspend my frantic Friday energy and be in the zone with my friend. No, Kristen. you bring it in the show. You bring some franticness to the show. Um, but it's, it's good to see you. It's good to have you on. And I want to ask you before we go any further, you are my sports expert. So what qualifies you as a sports expert? Well, that's a fantastic question. Um, I guess the fact that it has run my life um, personally and professionally since I was about three. Um, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I remember getting my first uh, uh, baseball glove. I slept with it for a year and a half. If that doesn't qualify me right now, Oh my God. But I'll, I'll give you more qualifications. I played every sport. I've watched a gazillion hours of sports. Um, it's that crazy stereotype of like, like the dude, the dude's on the couch and the wife's like, when Barry's watching sports, I, I it's like, I, I, it's like he's in a different world. He doesn't even listen to me. I'm Barry. I can testify that that is something that actually happens. Be people can speak to me and I, I'm engrossed in the play. doesn't matter what the sport is. It's crazy. I love it. I'm obsessed. You wonder, this is perfect. This, I don't think I could have found a better, uh, a better sports fanatic than you. And I haven't had a sports guest on yet. Um, I think the question is maybe why? Why? Because I remember when I was a kid, I got obsessed with WWF professional wrestling during the yeah. 80s. And it, it became a bit obsessive for me for like, I don't know, six years. But you're going all the way back to like age three. What was it about your first baseball mitt that gave you some sort of, I don't know, comfort or power? What What is it? <laughs> I think it's just joy. Honestly, I think it's just... I loved playing sports, you know, like since I was a little kid, it's just, it became so much like, that's what I love to do the most. You know, my sister is a college professor. She was reading 24 hours. I, I, um, I didn't even have any female sports role models. There was just, there was tennis. That's all we had, you know, now it's so exciting because there's so many, um, you know, women's sports are finally televised and taken seriously. So there's so many more opportunities for women, little girls to go, oh my God, I can do that professionally, which is right. amazing. You know, the posters on my walls were like Lawrence, like Lawrence Taylor. And he was, you know, doing blow while he was the best, you know, linebacker uh, for the New York Giants. I had all these like crazy male like dudes on my walls, but now you can have, you know, 
um, you know, a gazillion female athletes, but yeah, I think it was just like, um, I loved it so much. And I still, to this day, love going out and having a game of catch. Like I gotten into pickleball. Um, I play pickleball. Like it's just, for me, it's like the ultimate outlet. It's such a, a source of joy. When you were a kid, then did you have someone to play catch with or cause your sister was the reader. So why well, two sisters and they okay. were both not into my twin was the runner. She was, so she, she kind of ran until she couldn't like she did like marathons and stuff so that's like how she got it. Just... yeah she just ran tara read and then i picked up anything ironically with a ball um i i but it was my dad yeah my my mom was actually a big sports fan too we played a lot of badminton and a lot of tennis with her but it was my dad yeah we just you know constant baseball and football and whatever we could do yeah so he he really got me into it Okay. Did you ever like, uh, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd like throw a ball up on the roof and it would bounce back down and I would catch it. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. A, I, I, I wish we were neighbors. Um, I did a lot of throwing the football to myself. I, I was yes. my own quarterback and I'd, I'd kind of launch it sidearm and run and catch it, begging my sisters when my dad wasn't around to play with me. And they had, I mean, they were literally playing with Barbies and I'd be like, everybody out in the backyard, you know, we're, we're down by seven. And they'd be like, please stop talking to me. Um, but yeah, that's how ridiculous it was. It's hard to relate to people like, uh, like the girls at my school would have these, let's get together and play dolls. And I'd be like, cool. And then we'll come to my house and we'll play football in the backyard. Yeah. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, I did your thing. You should do yeah. my thing. Like I'm, yeah. I'm. How many times can you have your Barbies like hook up with Ken? Like this is, (laughs) what is this porno Bobby? Bobby? It really was. It was like real housewives. It's like, what happened to you? (laughs) Like your Barbies are real slutty. And how many outfits? Like, I guess it's like, that's, I I just could never get it. Like they can't get me and I can't get them. You know what I mean? I'm like, you've been at this for hours. Like fashion plates. I'm totally dating myself, but this was all eighties. Um, you know, just the whole thing over and over. And then I guess I could say, well, I, my dad hung a tire to two trees and I pitched into the tire for probably seven, eight hours a day. So I mean, like, but I, I felt like that was like completely fine. We're Barbies for like five hours. I'd be like, what in God's name are you (laughs) doing? And they're like, you're literally pitching through a tire. I'm like, yeah, but I'm developing a skill. I'm training. I'm training to become the athlete that in my head, I'll be that male athlete, even though I'm not (laughs) going to be a male, but like, you know, it's like, I'm going to be a pro baseball player. Yeah. I'm training to have absolutely no opportunities in my future. So everybody (laughs) calm down. So glad no one told us. <laughs> yeah, thank you for this is going to go nowhere. Um, but I still love to pitch. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade it a minute of it. I mean, I I loved it. I loved it so much. Oh yeah, so much. It's it's yeah yeah. I so what what sports did you play um, like as a kid in school? Um, I played. Uh, well, I, I mean, I started throwing baseballs, but you know, then you couldn't play, so I a lot of softball, which was so fun. I mean, I absolutely loved, I think softball was because my dad was such a baseball fan and um, my mom grew up in Long Island. So she was New York giants, my dad in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dodgers. So um, they were like, you know, enemies. And then when I grew up, we, we got the Yankees station. So I watched, like I started watching the Yankees when I was probably six years old and my dad um, 
secretly hated the Yankees, but he loved baseball. So he, he'd watch the Yankees with me. It wasn't until I was in a, an adult woman that he was like, oh, I don't like the Yankees. I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought you were like the biggest Yankee. It was just mind blowing experience. Um, but yeah, so, so we did a ton of softball. So softball was softball and basketball and then whatever, you know, volleyball, soccer, wh whatever I could get my hands on. Um, but it basically went into high school being soccer in the fall. I played goalie, basketball, and then softball. It's the seasonal. And I was going to say, I, yeah. I don't like stereotypes, but I love softball. And I, <laughs> is that where the lesbians love softball thing comes from? Because we were not allowed to play baseball. It was like, that's something you can do, girl. Go hold yeah, that I bigger, mean, bigger ball. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, there were, I mean, you know, there was, there was club teams and stuff, but softball was just easy. You know, you take a glove and you, you're, you go out and play. Like it's, it wasn't like, you know, tennis felt wealthy. Golf was wealthy. You know what I mean? So it's like softball just kind of crossed all socioeconomic. It's like, just get a, you can get a $10 glove and go play somewhere, you know? I mean, basketball too, but, um, basketball became my favorite um but yeah the softball thing i don't know there wasn't a lot of outlets for for girls back then but softball always felt like um you know the 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 out the outlet and yeah i mean a lot of lesbos are sports ladies so who knows so i want to get back to so pickleball tell me how you <laughs> how you found pickleball because i'm i'm a pickleball player as well and it was what, brought you to pickleball yeah, and so we're gonna have to play. It was a couples thing. Now we're gonna have to someday oh, this social. Is, this is this is gonna make me so happy. Well, it all st here's how it started. Our friend Erica visited her aunt at a retirement community in Arizona, which I think yep. is how every good lesbian pickleball story begins. <laughs> retirement community in Arizona, Florida. She brings it to us, gets my wife into a league uh, from all these TV producers we're playing, and my wife says, "You got to try pickleball." I'm like, "I'm not playing this." I go on cruise ships. And there's pickleball. And so I, my wife bought me a paddle. I take it on a cruise ship. The next thing you know, now we're playing pickleball every time we can. Um, so did you and your partner get into pickleball? I can't even tell you the joy I, I'm experiencing right now because twofold. One, to do anything social with you and your wife, I'm so in. And two, you put in pickleball, my head's going to pop off. <laughs> I've... I first got introduced to, I played pickleball with my mom, Mary Foley. She's 84, but this was about 10 years ago. I played pickleball with my mom and her neighbors in their retirement community in Florida. Yes. And this yes. is, this is what, well, maybe this was like maybe seven, eight years ago. And I was like, oh my God, how fun is this? Right. So, but like, you know, then I'm a stand up, I'm running around, but you know what I mean? Like, I think I played pickleball twice in the last 10 years. So then lo and behold, um, oh no. Yeah. All right. So real short, a couple of years ago, I, I dated a woman. She lived in, in, um, in Oakland and she played pickleball and I was like, oh my God. So we got, we had like wooden paddles. Um, and we used to, we used to go down to the tennis courts in Los Feliz and, and play on the tennis courts. Right. So we played like a, you know, half a dozen times. And then my partner, Sarah and I, now we've been together three years. I was like, I know she would love pickleball. So I've been threatening to play pickleball with her for now years. Pandemic hits, we wind up too long of a story. Let's just say this, this, this happened living in a retirement community in Florida for seven months. Well, we might have to digress for a second, take a little left turn. So we started playing pickleball nonstop 
because Naples, Florida is the home of the U.S. Open Pickleball Championships. And they knew that. Isn't that gross? There's there's, that gross. That's awesome. (laughs) So and her dad was about an hour away and he plays with with uh, his wife. And so we would play. We'd go up there and play. That was in Venice. We play in Naples. And so then we got like fancy rackets so now we have like four rackets just and so i was like okay now we've got to we move back to la now we've got to figure out who plays pickleball where you play pickleball and like so this is crazy this is so awesome there's a on this cul-de-sac down the street the neighborhood will just like block off the cul-de-sac and put up a net no they'll play sometimes and but you know i'm not in that neighborhood so we're like trying to figure out how to we were like, let's get one for the driveway, but our driveway's like on a 90 degree angle. We're like, we're gonna break our ankles. But yeah, I'm in. Oh my I'm God, in. this is this is really, it, you know, it's one of these things when you start talking about it randomly, it, you know, it's like when you learn a new word that's, and then you hear the word 790 times. We were driving, we were going from Florida visiting, uh, my sister now lives in Texas because she's a professor at Baylor. And now my mom is with her. So we were there for the holidays, two friends that live in LA, really, really good friends. Um, they were visiting their family in Texas and they're like, oh, you know, we have a, we noticed that you played pickleball because I put it on Instagram. We have, I'm at my parents' house. We have a pickleball court. And we've been playing all the time. Drove up an hour and a half north, played pickleball with them in the middle of the holidays, masked, socially distant. Um, and. I was like, this is crazy. Cause I just like posted on Instagram that we were playing pickleball. Like, this is what I mean. Like now, now we, we have you two to play with. Like, this is so cool. It's such a crazy sport too, about having such a short learning curve. Anybody can play. Like I was yeah. playing on cruise ships with like 67 year olds that were like running circles around me sometimes yeah. with ball placement. But it's like, I feel like it's way harder to explain than it is to play. Cause my parents were like, well, what is it? I was like, well, it's kind of like, tennis but with a wiffle ball but like maybe ping pong and there's a kitchen my mom's like why is there a kitchen i'm like you have to be there i gotta hang on i'm not explaining this very well so that's hilarious that's exactly what it is it's so accessible it's so fun um and then of course i'm like insanely competitive and sarah's just sarah's a tennis player so she's just naturally all of a sudden she's she's slicing and running to the net i was like what I thought I was going to be like the better one just because I'm like an insane athlete. And she just is like now running circles around me. I'm like, did you just slice and go into the net? Like whatever she's so, so I was always joking. Like, this is my retirement plan. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is, let's just say I haven't had a, had a great run saving money in the stand up world. So I was like, I'm going to enter some enter us into tournaments and this is going to be my retirement i mean some of these tournaments you can win like 50 grand oh my god yeah anyway so pickleball little so girls then, are going to have a poster of aaron foley playing pickleball on their wall yeah. i can well they'll probably have one of sarah because now she's going to kill me <laughs> but i i mean not kill me run circles around me but i i was so into it that i started doing nautilus at the senior community to build my upper body to play pickleball <laughs> Um, I have I have more to this show, but before I do, I have a quick question about. I just want to know how much sports paraphernalia you have around your house as the sports fan that you are, and I know that you live with somebody now. So has that changed? Have you had to get rid of any of your sports stuff? 
Okay, okay, okay. So she's so supportive. That's incredible. Um, That's wonderful. Well, in all fairness, <laughs> I we have some shit. We we moved in, um, and we have some shared spaces. And I totally understand that I can't put my fat head poster of Derek Jeter in the hallway. So I um, I disagree. You know what? I've been we got in a fight the other day about a Captain America trash can that apparently <laughs> doesn't go with our decor. And I'm like, <gasps> oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, isn't I, it? I think it would be the best ever. I have coaster. I mean, it would it would match my decor. So I mean, it's it's like a leading lady superhero, right? That's the one, right? He's the guy. No, it's Captain oh. America. He's oh, a wait, guy. He's which one's big... the the I'm She's so Captain bad at my superhero. She's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not well, that her trash maybe, can would get to be here any more than his. Maybe you pitched to Molly Captain Marvel because it's like an empowerment thing, <laughs> right? So maybe that's where you meet in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My sports paraphernalia is pretty intense. Um, the good thing is, you know, I would want to put everything out. I would want to display everything, but um, she is, uh, she has a very um, design. She loves design. She has taste. It's a shame. It's a shame. She has (laughs) such good taste, Kristen. Um, It's like, you know, mid-century, modern, clean, and my style is athletic. And um, it doesn't mesh. So we have a, a garage. And my stuff is in the garage. My stuff's in the garage, but I'm accumulating it because once I once I uh, get enough money to get a house, I'm going to have my uh, lady sports cave. There you go. And I will be able to display all of it um, because if I just put it up now, it would look like Sarah's living with like a frat guy. So yeah. I I I get it. I get it, but. If I could, like, what I think I'm going to do is tastefully get like a, uh, like a one thing, like a, like a Billie Jean King portrait, frame it and put it over my desk. Like, I think that would be acceptable, (laughs) but my Derek Jeter cardboard cutout (laughs) is like not acceptable. You know what I mean? So we have to, you know, right. We have or to... you start with the Derek Jeter cutout and be like, oh, you don't like that? What about this framed Billie Jean King piece of art here? Oh, okay. Between the two. I My new favorite thing is to like look around and go, okay, well, on that wall, um, let's do, you know, we've got like a, you know, a border. We could put like the entire, you know, um, 2007 New York Giants uh super bowl squad we could we could do just like start with offensive linemen and then defense and she's just like like because for the first 30 seconds she honestly thinks that i'm serious because i i am in my in one part of me is serious but then of course i'm just i'm just trying to horrify her i I think the running gig is is horrifying sarah i think that's the new pandemic it's wonderful. And it's kind of like the Captain Captain America trash can. It's like, I yeah. know I'm not going to get, but if if I, and I even said, if I lived alone, I would have that trash because she's like, then live alone. I'm like, I don't want to. I just want you to know if I lived alone, I would have a much shittier bedspread you know, like, of my choosing. I, that's it. The thing is, it's like, I, 
I want to lock Sarah down forever. She is literally a dream sequence. So if I have to put my sports paraphernalia on hold so our space doesn't look like some fucking, excuse my language, um, um, fraternity, uh, I I will do that. I will do that. I also have like a pretty big uh, closet that's got a lot of shelving and stuff. So I've got my Derek Jeter, some of my Derek Jeter stuff in there. I've got my dad's Brooklyn Dodger baseball. I'm going to put that on my desk. So I'm going to have my my little things and then um, just, you know, universe, job, money, lady, sports cave. Because she said I could put it all in one room and I can if I can close the door. So I'm like, all right. So oh, that's I like a challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Get your SI football phone. But the thing is then if I have the space, like I don't order anything, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? I just buy like small things here and there. Then it's just going to be like, oh, it's on New York Giants Super Bowl blanket. Yes, that will be displayed. That's in a piece of luggage in the garage. <laughs> it's time for five quick questions. I have a game called Five Quick Questions, and it's it's to test your expertise at your topic of choice. Today it is sports, so I'm going to test you as a sports expert with five quick questions. Um, I'm nervous because I feel like I know a lot, but what if I don't know these answers, and then everyone's going to be like, "You don't know your sport." That that there's there's the rub, Aaron. Okay, okay, okay. And I will give you a hint today. I chose uh, female sports icons. Okay. Just to narrow, narrow the field a bit. Okay, question number one. Which female athlete holds the most Grand Slam titles in singles, doubles, and mixed doubles? Steffi Graf. Ooh, or is it Martina? Serena, Serena? Oh, because you put in mixed and you put in doubles. Singles, doubles, and mixed doubles. Question number two. Only 22 years old, she has won the most gold medals of any female swimmer in history. Oh, can you name her? Katie Ledecky. Yeah. I'm a huge Katie Ledecky fan. She was She's my background amazing. on Facebook for a year. Um, oh, she made, I, be, I started swimming like every day after watching her in the Olympics. No way. That's amazing. So like, I'm going to get that back in those shoulders. She's also just like a class act and then she went back to stanford to swim and she she's absolutely wonderful i love her so much okay question number three regarded by many in the sport as one of the greatest women's tennis players of all time from 1959 to 1983 she won 39 grand slam titles can you name this woman 59 from 1959 to 1983 she won 39 Grand Slam titles. One of the greatest women's tennis players of all time. Well, I want to say someone, but I don't think it's that. I'm going to go because it's 59. I'm going to go with Billie Jean King. It is Billie Jean King. <laughs> Correct. All right, so you are two for three right now. Doing very well. Ooh, this is a, another Olympics question. Uh, question number four. In 1976, this Romanian gymnast became the first gymnast to be awarded a Nadia Comaneci. That is correct. That is correct. Nadia Comaneci lives in Oklahoma. My parents live in Oklahoma. I wonder if they know her. No. Nadia Comaneci is married to Bart Connors, the the phenomenal Olympic gymnastics gymnast in his own right. 
they have an, a, a, gymna, a gymnast academy, a gymnastics academy in like Oklahoma City or something. Because I've been obsessed to like interview her. I'm a, like literally obsessed with her. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. I did things you don't know about Oklahoma. And I, I know because I was like, yeah. I didn't know your parents were in Oklahoma. Where are they in Oklahoma? They're uh, outside of Tulsa and Broken Arrow. Oh, I know Tulsa. I did a, I did a, like a, like a random gay comedy show in Tulsa. And I was like, Tulsa's adorable. They, Tulsa's, it's, it's a bright spot in that area. Yeah, and they really have a thriving gay community there. Yeah. Um, we need yeah. to team up and do a Tulsa show. Let's take Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with my parents. They have two fluffy cats. That's why my, oh my wife's God, never met them. Cats. Let's just say it's because they have two fluffy cats. Um, question number five. Can you name this three-time Olympic gold medalist who was the first woman signed to the WNBA? Oh, uh, Rebecca Lobo. No, Cheryl Swoops. Oh, Cheryl Swoops was the first one. I thought it was Lobo. I wouldn't have got that one if you if you, you know gave what it is? me. Hints. I answer too quickly. I answer too quickly. You're still you're three for five. You still I know, solidify but that's yourself it as an expert. Five it's for five. Not, it is okay. You're okay. First Ooh. Nike contract. Cheryl Swoops had her own shoe. Wow. See, <laughs> you make up for giving me fun facts. About, I'm giving here's you what post I do, here's what I do know about Cheryl Swoops. <laughs> All right. You've hung in for an interview with me. You played trivia with me, and it's my favorite part of the show, and that's where I get you to do a rad lib with me. And now it's time for rad libs. Have you ever played a mad lib? Um, not in a long time, but I always enjoy them. Okay, well, this is a lot like a mad lib, but I wrote it, and I don't want to get sued by mad libs, so we call it a rad lib around here. Um, and I wrote it specifically for you. What happened is I've, I've written this story. I've left out some parts of speech. If you give me those parts of speech, together we're going to create a hilarious story. Are you ready to play Rad Libs? Yes, Rad Libs. I love this. <sighs> okay, this is great. Okay, I need a number. Okay, uh, four. I need a feeling. Um, jealousy. <laughs> this is going to be fun, I can tell. Um, an adjective. Bright crime poisoning <laughs> that works really well uh i need a disaster sinkholes <laughs> have you had a lot of trouble with those i'm obsessed with sinkholes literally obsessed <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable like you're just walking along and then all of a sudden you're 20 feet below the surface it, it's I mean, sinkholes are insane. It's an insane phenomenon. I need an article of clothing. Shorts. An exclamation of disagreement. Never! <laughs> That's a really good one there. That really fits. Um, a body part. Kneecap. A verb ending in I-N-G. Hopping. Uh, an adjective ending in E-R. Prettier. Ooh, a plural noun. It could literally be anything's. Toupees. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> a deity. Confucius. Something delicate. Lace panties. <laughs> Excellent. I thought of lace and then what more horrifying word to put it after than panties. 
Oh my god. So descriptive. This is gonna be a good story. A verb. Bark. Ooh, an animal. Kangaroo. A food. Uh, Hard-boiled eggs. Why? <laughs> I have one every day. I'm obsessed with hard-boiled eggs. Every day? How? Oh my god. When Sarah makes them. Probably. This is why we're friends because you just my wife teased me all the time. She's like, "You're you're you're like an old person. You're like living with an old person." She's like, "What do you have every day?" I have a hard boiled egg every day, every night. We're watching TV. It's about nine o'clock. I go, "I don't care what time it is. I'm having peppermint tea, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm partying or something." A noun, mansion, a family member, like their name or just a or a. I don't make the rules. I, I there are no wrong answers in a mad lib. Cousin Chad. That's my cousin's name. <laughs> I was, uh, I was assuming. <laughs> well, you know, Chad is like such a like such a crappy name, but ch my cousin is so sweet. <laughs> An award. Best cheerleader. An embarrassing moment. Walking into a glass sliding door. And we have a story. I'm so excited. I am too. This is this may be the best story ever written. Rival teams. <laughs> Ah, damn it. I forgot to redo it. It's not rival teams. It's halftime talk. Ooh, halftime talk's even better. Yeah, usually I, sh I, I, I show it and I show the title and I changed it last minute today. It's halftime speech. <laughs> just as good. Just as good, better. Great better. story. I was like, just as I started to read, I was like, that's not rival teams. Halftime speech. All right, team, it's halftime. We're down by four points. I know you're feeling jealous. We've had some bright luck this year. First, when our head coach was charged with poisoning. <laughs> and then we lost our star player because of those sinkholes. <laughs> oh my God. Well, team, does that mean we should just hang up our shorts and walk away? Never! <laughs> you can still turn this thing around if you pull your kneecaps out of your asses and start hopping. Oh my god, I love this. I know the other team out there is bigger and prettier than we are. <laughs> but we have something that they don't have. Toupees. <laughs> and I swear by Confucius, we are gonna use them. We may have walked into this locker room a bunch of lace panties. <laughs> but when I open that door, I want you to bark. Like the bunch of caged kangaroos that you are. That totally works. <laughs> you go out there ferocious and hungry for hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> you run out that door together because there's no eye in mansion. <laughs> Except for that eye. <laughs> Except for randomly that eye. That's fine. Uh, I swear on my cousin Chad that we can and will go home with that best cheerleader trophy. And one day, you'll tell your grandkids about the time that you and your team walked into that glass sliding door. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so much fun! Well done! That was awesome and some of it totally worked. Oh my god, I really needed to laugh. That was awesome. <laughs> You pull well, up your shorts. You came in here a bunch <laughs> of lace panties. That, 
probably was my favorite. Tell our viewers and listeners uh, where they can find you and what you have coming up. A couple things. Uh, website is erinkfoley.com. Uh, Instagram is, uh, I think it's Aaron K. Foley. Twitter's Aaron Foley Comic. You can get all that stuff off my website. And then I do a monthly show called Gays Are Us. I've been doing it live from the Hollywood Improv for, God, over 10 years. And so um, I put it online in September. So we've done four shows and they've been so much fun. The next show is Wednesday, February 3rd. And your favorite hostess, uh, Kristen Key, is headlining. Headlining! I'm so happy you're on the show. It's a great lineup. And um, I'll post a link on erinkfoley.com uh, and you can get it off Twitter, you know, Instagram. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you doing it. Oh, it's so fun. This whole, I love a good themed podcast. Uh, uh, and all the pieces of this podcast were just so fun and you're an absolute delight. Interview complete. Dropping Aaron Foley down a sinkhole. Thanks, computer lady. There's something seriously wrong with her. Big thanks to Aaron Foley again for coming on the show. What a great time. And guys, thank you for listening. Again, if you like this podcast, please take a second to like, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, write us an email. I'm Kristen Key. You can find me online at kristenkey.com. Um, like and subscribe to all of my social media, to my YouTube channel. I'm on Cameo. So if you want a shout out or if you want to make somebody's day, hit me up on Cameo. Each week, I'll be bringing you another hilarious comic with five quick questions and a rad lib. Until next time. Bye. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows plan.